Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. It is so exciting to be able to celebrate the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. What, what makes us so unique is that everybody else, all of their gods are still in their graves. But if you go to the tomb, you're not going to find no bones. You, you ain't going to find no clothes. He took everything with him. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word this morning? Would you lift your Bibles out? Let's make our confession of faith together. Shout it out. Hallelujah. Remain standing, if you would. Flip to Luke 15. Luke 15. We are, of course, in our series, uh, Coming Home or Come Home. And uh, we're going to go another further today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke 15, verse 11. Everything is muted besides me. Luke 15, verse 11. When you have it, say, I haven't. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together, he journeyed to a far country, and there he wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, but nobody gave him anything. But when he came to himself, I, I wish you'd look at somebody and say, have you come to yourself yet? Ask him, ask him, turn me up now. How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And here I'm sitting perishing with hunger. That, that's God's question to you today. Why are you sitting up dealing with what you're dealing with? And your God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. All the gold is his, all the silver is his. See, some of y'all don't know how long to keep a problem. You should never keep a problem longer than 24 hours because 
That means you're trying to be God rather than letting him be God. Look at verse 18. He says, but I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Look, look he's having a conversation with himself about what he's going to say when he gets there. You, you, you ever had one of those moments where, where you knew you'd been wrong? You knew you didn't do right? You're trying to figure out what to say? I wish you'd take your halo off because we're just going to get real for about 20 minutes in the house. Look at verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. But watch this. When he was still a great way off, his father saw him. And he had compassion. And he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Look, look. He didn't even get a chance to make it all the way there. When he made a decision, he was going to start walking towards his father. All of a sudden, the father spots him and starts walking towards him. I mean to tell you, God says, you ain't got to get everything just right before he's going. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Turn me up in my monitor, please. Look at this. He says, look at verse 21. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Now, now remember, this is the same son that wasted what he had. It's the same son that was probably talking trash to other folk about how bad his daddy was. It was the same son that had a lot of foolish stuff to say. But the father says, bring out my best. Aren't you glad even when you deserve the worst, God gives you his best? Oh, I wish there was somebody in the house that... Aren't you glad that when you deserve to die, God lets you live? When, when you deserve to be broke, God still blesses you. He said, bring out the best robe and put them on him and put a ring on his hand and put some sandals on this boy's feet. Where he been? And bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry because this my son was dead. But now he's alive again. He was lost. But now he's found. And look at what they did. And let's do it together. And they began to be merry. I, I wish you'd celebrate now. Don't wait till the altar call to celebrate. I wish you'd celebrate the souls that are getting ready to be saved now. I, no, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. You, you're not doing what the Bible said. It says be merry. Be merry because maybe it's your grandmama that's going to give her life to the Lord today. Maybe it's your brother that's going to get saved today. It's your, I wish somebody would be merry in the house. Father, you hear me and you always hear me over these next few moments as they turn my monitor up. I thank you, Father, that you're going to speak clearly to us today. That we would understand, Father, the virtue of the mercy and the grace that you give us. We thank you that it doesn't matter how we started out. It only matters how we end. It doesn't matter the trouble we've had to face up to this point. It just matters how we end. And we thank you we're going to end strong. And like that prodigal son, when he came to the end of himself, he made a declaration. He says, I'm coming home because I've wasted enough time out here with these fools. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. High five two or three people and say, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I found out that God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Lay your hands on yourself and say, God wants to do something great in me. 
Now, now please understand, I, I don't care where you were born. I don't care what people told you you were going to be. I don't care who told you you weren't going to be this and you weren't going to do that. God says about you, you may be an ordinary person, but I desire to do something extraordinary with you. Extraordinary means it's something you can't explain. Your education didn't make it happen. Your pedigree didn't make it happen. Who you know down at the job site didn't make it happen. God says it's extraordinary, which means I'm going to add my super to your natural. Are there any extraordinary folk in the place? I was created for more than to beg. I was created for more than to be in a pig pit. I was created for more. Somebody shout more. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. What I found out is the extraordinary people God wants to use, though, they sometimes have a running problem. You, you, you understand, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things with, but I found out that ordinary people sometimes have a running problem. You, you know a runner. The prodigal son was a runner. He was a people that run from the thing they need to run to. Oh, I wish somebody was in the house today. You, you, you know a runner. It was that person you were dating a few years back, and they kept telling you you were too good to be true, and so eventually they ran from you when they should have been running to you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's fine. I'll preach my own self happy. A runner, it's a person that runs from the thing that they need to run to. Let me prove it to you because we all got a little runner in us. Now, you've been feeling sick for weeks, but you've been putting off going to the doctor. That's a runner. Because you don't want to sit there and have them tell you what this, that, and the other. You, you know your car has been acting crazy. Talking in tongues to you when you turn it on. But you refuse to take it down to the dealership. Because you already know it's getting ready to be a bill. Listen, what is that? That's, that's, that's a subconscious runner. If, uh, watch this. If you're a runner and you're listening to this message today, my question to you is why are you running? Watch this, because it's going to hit everybody somewhere. Runners run because of number one, fear. Many people fear the unknown. Many people fear greatness. Many, many people fear change. A lot of folks, they fear being hurt. So what they do is they hurt everybody else before they get the opportunity to hurt them. Some people fear disappointment. They, they, they don't like being disappointed. And so if they don't know for 100% whether or not it's going to work the way they want it to work, they just decide, well, I'm not going to do it anyhow. You, you. But then some people fear being alone because when you make a decision to really follow God, you're going to have to make a decision that some folk, I'm going to have to leave. You're not hearing me. When you make a decision that I'm really going to be serious about this thing, I'm not playing church no more, I'm not going to play the Easter game no more, when you really make a decision to do that, there's some folk that you're going to have to tell, you know what, listen, if you don't stop calling me, I'll call Sprint and they'll keep you from calling me. If you're really going to walk with God, you cannot fear being alone. You can't, you can't fear taking yourself to the movies. You can't fear that. So some people, they run. They run because of fear. They, they've got fear. Uh, Moses ran because of fear. He, he says to God, God, I can't do that. I got uh, 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 a stuttering problem, God. He says, I got a stuttering problem. I, I, I don't know whether or not I can do this. Can't you pick somebody else? Aren't there some other people that can deal with this, God? I really don't feel like being bothered with all this. And all these people, and they got stank attitudes, and they don't never show up on time. I don't want to deal with these folk. That's how Moses felt about the children of Israel. They were off the chain. But I mean like a raggedy would know. No, this one had rust and stuff. And Moses says, I already know their attitudes. I was out there working with them. They crazy. 
I don't want to be bothered. Can't you pick somebody else? I, I don't know what it is to lead the people. I don't know how to deal with that. Moses had fear, so he became a runner. And, but he found out that there's only so far you can run before God will meet you. Because when he ran out there to that wilderness, he thought, God ain't going to be out here. And you know what God did? God popped up in the middle of a bush and said, boy, you thought you was going to get rid of me? Is there anybody here that you ran to the club and found Jesus in the club? You're not hearing what I'm saying. You was trying to have your good time and get your groove on, and here come the Holy Ghost in your ear saying, what are you doing here? I'm not even going to let you have a good time. You tried to call one of your exes, but the Holy Ghost showed up right in the middle of the room and said, what you doing? And put some gospel music on the TV. and Y'all don't want to be real. That's fine. You can be fake on East if you want to. Moses thought he could run until he found God in the middle of a bush. When you run because of fear, God says, I'll find you wherever you run into. And you'll realize you can't get rid of me. God, God says, do you not understand? Please, please understand. God, God, God got a little bit of Ike in him. Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. You, you remember Tina, Tina called herself getting on that bus. I called, called Tina's mama. Called Jackie. Okay, y'all don't know the movie. Okay, never mind. God says, no matter where you try to run from me at, I will find you. And I will make you uncomfortable in the place you're trying to run from me. So God says, runners run because of fear. But then the second reason people run, they run because of pride. People run because of the pride of life. People run because they think they're better than church people. Because then people that go to church, they must be weak. Because I don't need church. That's pride. They, 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 they run because they, they're prideful about who they are. I don't need to go to no church. I'm, I'm going to sit down and let some man, he put his pants on the same way I put mine on. Now, he, he don't have no right to tell me what God says. And it's interesting because the scripture says pride comes before a great fall. And what's interesting about the situation is this, is the apostle Paul, he was a runner full of pride. Oh, you, you remember the story. Paul used to kill Christians. He, he thought he was the stuff. I mean, he just thought he was Mr. Big Stuff. He, he thought he was it. And he was walking around killing Christians. He was walking around hurting Christians. And all of a sudden, God, God knocks him off of his animal. And he knocks him down. And he says, hey, this is the, this is the new Bishop Foreman, new, 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 new translation. What's your problem here? He says, Paul, uh, all of these people you think you're doing for me, and you got all this arrogance because you got to. I said, I dare you to bless the Lord. Satan don't want some of y'all to hear this today. Because he knows by the time I'm through, you're going to stop running. He knows by the time I finish, some of y'all going to quit running. I dare you to bless God in the house. Paul was arrogant because he had some money. Paul was arrogant because he had some stuff. And in Paul's arrogance, God knocked him off of his animal. And he said, Paul, the one you think you're fighting, you think you're on my side, but you're really against me. And he says, Paul, now you're going to have to drop your arrogance. You're going to have to drop your pride. You are not all that just because you got a nice car. But you're not all that just because you got a nice house. You're not all that because you got more degrees than a thermometer. If you don't have Jesus, all of that means nothing. 
Paul, Paul was a runner because he was arrogant. He, he was a runner and he was arrogant. But, 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 but the third kind of people that run, they're just hard-headed folk. You, you know hard-headed folk. Hard-headed folk are folk that need extreme things to happen before they listen. Hard-headed folks that will look at clear red flags and decide it's not a red flag. It's just, it's just somebody spilled some spaghetti sauce. That ain't red. Hard-headed folks. Jonah was a hard-headed somebody. God says, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, and this is what I want you to say. And you know Jonah's response? I'm not going to do all of that. God, get somebody else to do that. He, he, he was hard-headed. You know hard-headed folk. You're real spiritual, but your neighbor's hard-headed. And they know they both said do ABC, but they've convinced themselves they got a much better sister than ABC. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's the third kind of runner. They're hard-headed. They don't want to listen to anybody, and so they need extreme things to happen in their life. These are people where their life is either like the North Pole or it's like living in the middle of the Arizona desert. They don't want to listen to nobody. And, and it's funny because those folks always end up being runners. But then the fourth kind of people that run, they're people that run because of embarrassment, because of shame. They're ashamed about their past. And so now they've come into God, they're coming to church, but now they're ashamed that somebody's going to find out what they used to do. They're afraid somebody's going to find out what they're doing. And so they become shame. They become shamed. They become embarrassed. But I, I need to make an announcement to somebody. Did you, did, maybe you don't know this, but, but did you know Jesus had a record? No, I'm just trying to help you deal with your own shame. Because, see, there's nothing to be ashamed about. I, I, I may have done everything you said I did, but I am not who you said I am. Yeah, I made that mistake, that mistake. That I sure did. I made that one, too. I may have done everything you said I did. But since I'm in Christ, I am a brand new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have been made new. Jesus, your Savior, was a convicted felon. You, 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 you didn't know that. He, he was a convicted felon. They found him guilty. And then sent him to the chair. The cross. And you know what? Not one time did he put his head down. Not one time was he ashamed. Not one time did he say, oh, woe is me. Not one time was he embarrassed. I wish there were some saints in the house today. That wasn't embarrassed about their stuff. That wasn't ashamed about their stuff. I wish there were some folk that could take all of that Mac and that Maybelline off and be real in the house and say, I know I got some issues. God ain't through with me yet. Just like he ain't through with you. But 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 then but then but then there's there's there's, there's, there's another reason people run. It's because they're green grass searchers. You, you know green grass searches. Green grass searches believe that there's something better out there than serving God. Green grass searches, you know, you've dated a green grass searcher. Because they kept you as an insurance policy until they found some greener grass. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's, that's cool. You, you, you know green grass searchers. The, the prodigal son was a green grass searcher. Here's what he said to himself. The Bible doesn't record it. Let me tell you what he said to himself. There's got to be more to life than living in my father's house. I got all my bills paid for. I got all of this taken care of for me. I got all of this. And th th this is just, you know, there's got to be more to life. I want to have some fun. Some folks say, no, I ain't coming to church yet because I ain't done having my fun. I don't know what's fun about not knowing who, who the father of your child is. I, I don't know what's fun about that. 
I, I don't know what's fun about having to call somebody to drive you because you can't drive yourself. I, I, come on, we've been there, so don't sit up here and act like, I don't know what's fun about that. I don't know what's fun about struggling to pay and struggling to do this and having to rob Peter and pay Paul and then John come asking for it. I don't know how to do all that. But green grass searches, the prodigal son, he was a green grass searcher. Now, well, well, watch this, watch this, because everybody, while I was saying these different reasons, you got all these different people in your mind. But for a moment, I want you to get them out of your mind and let's place ourselves there. Because we learned last week, we've all joined the club, we're all wearing the same t-shirt. Now, 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 green grass searches, they're, they're always looking for something better. The, the next way to get this. And so I went over here so I could get, I could get the oil poured on me. So I, this and that. And I'm searching for greener grass. Here's the thing about what you need to understand about grass is artificial grass always looks greener. Fake grass always looks good. That's how you know it's not real. Because if it always looks good. They run because they're green, 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 green grass searchers. And here's the funny thing. When we run, the question is, where do we go? People run four places. First place they run is they run in their mind. These are people that aren't really crazy enough to do it, but they threaten everybody in their mind with it. In your mind, you say, if he come in here asking me to do this one more time, I'm going to leave. You don't say it to nobody. You just, you threaten people in your mind. Oh, I wish y'all would be real. You threaten people in your mind. If one more somebody say something to me, I, I tell you, I tell you, I'm going to quit. I'm going to tell them what they can do with this job. I'm going to tell them what they do. But now you wouldn't really say that to nobody. You just run in your mind. Everybody didn't quit and ran at least 17 times in your mind. I was going to run with my mic quit working. I was gonna, no. But second place people run to, second place, for those of you that grew up in the South or you grew up in, in tight-knit communities, you'll appreciate these examples because the second place people run is to the end of the block. You know about running to the end of the block. Mama send you down to the end of the block and, and, and she tell you, don't you go past. There, there were some markers that, that, that she had. And, and wasn't it amazing how she knew when you crossed them markers? She's sitting in there picking greens. All of a sudden, she come out the house. When people run, they, they, they run in their mind or they run to the end of the block. Well, Bishop, what does it mean when people run to the end of the block? This is where, have you ever noticed when you try to run to the end of the block, somebody comes and distracts you? And while you were on a mission, somebody want to sit in there and have a conversation with you. People that run to the end of the block are people that always get distracted by folk they have no business talking with. You got to be careful who you let in your ear because whoever has your ear controls your future. But then the third place people run, you'll appreciate this one, is they run around the corner. That's where they run. They run around the corner. That's where they run. They, they, they run around the corner. When I, I, I grew up in, in, uh, in, in Memphis and, and, uh, on Seller Street, 930-something, uh, Seller Street. Edit it out. And, 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 and when we grew up, at the, at the, around the corner, there was, there was this place where, where we would go and we would get hot link sandwiches and Coca-Colas. It, it was a corner store. 
and, and now you say, Bishop, what kind of hot link sandwich? It's amazing that we would pay the man to put the hot link in the microwave and put cheese on it with some coleslaw on it. Okay, y'all, y'all, okay, that's fine. That's okay. I know we're bougie in Colorado. We don't eat hot linker in Colorado. All right, fine, whatever. I believe in eating the pig. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. And so, and so I would run around the corner, and, 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 and she'd give me just enough to, to get the hot link sandwich. And that was for me and two Cokes. One for me and one for her. Now, now here's the thing. I, as I would run around the corner, it was interesting because it would always end up taking me longer than I planned. People that run around the corner, it always ends up taking them longer than I planned. So here's what somebody will say. I, I'm, I'm going to just take a three-month break just so I can get things right in my life. I ain't going to come to church for three months. Okay, y'all don't want to be. I'm going to stop serving just for five months just so I can get some stuff right in my life. And, and, and then the problem is when you run around the corner, your trip always takes you longer than you plan. But then the fourth, the fourth, fourth kind of runner is a person that runs to the other side of town. You, you, you ever told somebody, uh, I got to run over here, and you gave, him a, you gave him an estimate of time that was in no way godly possible? You, you, you at Parker and, 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 and Yale talking about, I'm going to be the Highlands Ranch in 10 minutes. I'll be there in 10 minutes. You still upstairs, you ain't got your socks and shoes on. And whoever you're talking to know that, so they keep calling you back to back to back to back to back to get an update. People that run to the other side of town, here's the problem, here's the, here's the problem, is that many times when you run to the other side of town, you get stuck in traffic. <laughs> Bishop, what does it mean to run to the other side of town? It means I completely abandon following God to go try something else. And I run to the other side of town. The problem is, as I get stuck in the traffic jam of life, and here's the problem, and many times you will get diverted uh, because they're working and they're doing construction, and so now you lose your way home. Now, we, 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 we understand we've all been runners. So you either post-run, pre-run, or in a run. And, and now you either, ran, you either ran in your mind, you ran to the corner, you ran around the corner, or you ran to the other side of town. Now, we're all drinking the same Kool-Aid, so there's no need to feel bad. There's no need to feel condemned. There is no condemnation in Christ. But, but, now, but now, now, here's the deal. Touch your neighbor say, say, why are you running? Watch this. When we run from God in any way, there is always unnecessary drama in our lives. I'm going to say that again. When we run from God in any way, there is always unnecessary drama in our lives. What's interesting is that the son demoted himself from being a son. He, he says, Father, I'm not even worthy to be called your son anymore. He, he demoted himself. He lost everything he had. Uh, he had his good family mad at him. No, no, that's what I just said. He had the good family mad at him. Because you understand, some of your family, you, it don't matter what they think. Because they, okay, let me just. 
Don't worry about pleasing the crazy ones. He, he had his good family mad at him. See, don't get your good family mad at you. He had people worried about him. He was dirty. He was stinky. He lost quality relationships to go chase after this artificial turf. And he did all of that. He went through unnecessary drama because he decided he was going to be a runner. But like we learned last week, when he came to the end of himself, he said, I will go back to my father. In other words, he said, I'm going to tell my father I'm coming home. And when he said, I'm coming home, what he was really saying is, I repent. Oh, God, I wish there was somebody in the house. He was saying, I repent. Literally, the Hebrew word there for repent is teshuva, which means to return. He was saying, I have been out here running. I didn't ran across town. I didn't run to the end of the block. I didn't ran everywhere. And to only find out that what I left is what I really needed in the first place. I tried this, 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 and that. To only find out it still couldn't give me the joy that I had when I, re- I wish there was somebody in the house. He says, I've been through all of this. To find out that my running didn't do nothing but make me turn around and come back home. That's why Hebrews 3.15 says, Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebelled. It says today. So today. today. The question is, question is, because you know where I'm going with this. question is, uh, Bishop, why do I have to come home today? Why, why do I have to come to the Lord today? Why can't I wait any longer? Why can't I keep running? I'm going to serve the Lord, but, but, but fall coming. And when the kids go back to school, I'm going back to God. Well, why can't I wait? Let me have some more fun. It's summertime. 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 I don't know them words. <laughs> Bishop, why can't I wait? I'll tell you why you can't wait. Number one, tomorrow is not promised. There are people that think tomorrow's coming to only wake up in eternity. There are people that think, God, give me another few moments to only meet eternity. But the second reason you can't wait, and this is the one that, 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 that particularly speaks to me, because, see, somebody else is going to be in your spot. Now, the reason I can't wait to come home to the Lord is because somebody else is going to be in my spot. Bishop, Bishop, what do you mean? Somebody else is going to be singing your song. Somebody else is going to be raising your kids. Somebody else is going to be sleeping with your wife. Somebody else is going to be enjoying your job. Somebody else is going to be driving your car. Somebody else is going to be spending your money. And I refuse to go through all I've been through for somebody else to be in my I wish there was some radical folk in the house that said, I refuse to have been through all I've been through for some other joker to come and take my spot. I've been through too much. I've fought through too much. Wouldn't it be a crime to die and go before God and find out somebody else enjoyed the life you were supposed to? Wouldn't it be a crime to die? Please understand this. Sometimes the people that you see up front and doing this and that and all that who perceive to be on top, do you not understand they weren't God's first choice? You were. You just ran. And, and, and God says, listen, wouldn't it be a shame to come to the end of your life to find out that the person that was playing the role was the backup? You were supposed to be the starter and the B team is playing your game. I don't know about that, but I think maybe there's a few fellas in the place that, no, we, no, 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 player. No, 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 that's, that's my 
but <laughs> I wish he would. I wish. He When you say, I'm coming home, watch this. It is not enough to make an Easter confession. It's not enough to make an Easter confession. And the next worship experience is going to be, how many people going to be in this building? It's going to be off the, the roof going to be on fire. But, but watch this. But watch this. How many of those confessions are going to be Easter confessions? I make a declaration to you, not one of them. They're all going to be real. And I make a declaration to you in this worship experience. The confession is going to be real. Here's the problem with coming home. Here's the problem with coming home. I, I figured it out. So, you spiritual, but your neighbor. That neighbor, y'all, I've been talking to them the whole day. That, that neighbor of yours, they got a problem sitting still. They come home from work to get dressed, to drive to the store to pick up something that you really don't need. They just don't want to sit down. Okay, see, I'm, t- see, I'm in your na- That's why I ain't nobody saying that because I'm in your neighbor's stuff. The, when I make a decision to say, God, I'm coming home, I got to make a decision that I'm coming home and I'm going to stay home. Which means no matter how bad it gets, no matter what I got to go through, no matter what, no matter what happens, I make a decision that I'm coming home and I'm going to stay home because I already figured out ain't nothing out here for me. You tried to fit in with average folk. That ain't worked out so well. You tried to fit in with people that weren't serving God. That ain't worked out so well. So God says to you, when you make the decision to come home, you, 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 you got to make a decision to stay home. Touch your neighbor say, come home and stay home. So, so when somebody from your past calls and asks you what you're doing, you tell them, stay at home. Y'all, y'all not hearing what I'm saying? When some negative person calls you and every time you're with them, you're like, oh, my God, they sucked all the life out of me. And what you doing? Stay at home. Oh, my God, I wish somebody got this today. When somebody calls you with some drama, what you finna do? I'm staying home. When somebody calls you, man, let's go out for a drink. No, man, I got to stay home. Come on, let's go chase them. No, I got to stay home because I've wasted too much time. What I love about the story is that when the son made a decision to run home and to go home, his father ran to him. Now, 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 watch this. Bishop, Bishop, why would the father run to him? Do, do you not understand that in the Hebrew culture, even though it's a parable, and we talked about this last week, in the Hebrew culture, it would be offensive. It would be degrading for a father to lift up his robes to go and to chase after a son that was at the time considered a bastard. He was considered dead. He was considered disobedient and rebellious. And so it was offensive for the rich head of household to lift up his robe and lift up his garments to go chase after a son that said he didn't want him it was offensive so i said well why then would the father run after the son and degrade himself to make the son feel comfortable you you know why because he knew when he came home that some folk was going to have some stuff to say 
So the father runs to the son to get in the son's ear before anybody else can get in his ear. You miss what I just said. See, see, when, when you tell folk today I got serious about God, you already got some family, but you know you didn't say you said that. No, 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 no. God says, I'm running to you first before they get a chance to get to your ear. And I'm going to tell you, you are forgiven. I'm going to tell you, your sins are paid for. I'm going to tell you, my mercy is good enough. I'm running to you before they get a chance to. I'm, I'm running to you before anybody else gets a chance to put anything in your ear. I'm running to you before you even get a chance to give me your whole spiel. Now, he still gives it to him, but he says, I'm running to you. That's, that's why the scripture says, draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Somebody said, Bishop, I, I, I don't know. I got all these issues. I got all this baggage. I got all this stuff. I got all this stuff. Guess what? You, 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 you've proven what you can do with your stuff. Why don't you try letting go of your stuff and saying, God, how about you take this? How about I cast my cares upon you because you care for me? The son said, I'm coming home. And he makes a decision. I'm staying home. Now, some of you, here's where some of you are at. You're on a guilt trip because some of you, some of you under the sound of my voice, you've been running in your mind and didn't nobody know you was running because you was doing it in your mind. But, but, but uh, you got to get the enemy out. There's nothing to be guilty about. There's nothing to be ashamed about. But, but then there's some folk that are saying, I, I, I just, you know, I shouldn't have even done it in the first place. I don't believe I did that. Lord, help me, Jesus. I don't believe it. <laughs> you, you, you know why you had to run? Because isn't it interesting to know God could have stopped you? He could have gotten in the middle and said, you ain't going nowhere. Isn't it interesting that he let you run? He let you run because he said, listen, there's some stuff you're going to learn out there while you're running. That when you come back home, some other folk going to need to hear so they don't consider running. Son said, I'm coming home. I repent. Meaning I was wrong. You were right. Isn't it interesting to know that God's always right? I know sometimes we wish we could get a point or two in. Come on, let's be real. Yeah. I don't care. You've been saved five minutes or 50 years. We all wish we could get a point or two in. Like, see, God? Stand on your feet. On, on this Easter Sunday, God is saying to some of you, it's time to come home. He's saying to all of us, it's time to come home. Whether you've been running in your mind, whether you've been running to the end of the block, whether you've been running around the corner, wherever you've been running, it's time to come home. I said it's time to come home. I said it's time to come home. Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.